Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat Conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I will provide you with the guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Peter Marshall. He's a director, a first AD. He's been conducting uh, our director series as well as our first AD series. And he is on part 16 now. If you haven't listened to the other 15 parts, that's okay. You can always go back and listen to them at your convenience because they're all stored at rexikes.com, the official website, R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. That's my name. I'm your host, Rex Sykes Movie Beat. At the interviews blog, all of these interviews record live and are archived right there in the interviews blog. So you can, at your convenience, go back, listen to parts 1 through 15, because you're going to want to do it. It is chock full of incredible information for directors and filmmakers and actors and writers. It's devoted to the director and the director working with the script, director working with the actor, the director working with the camera, breaking it down, you know, breaking all of these things down and, and, and bringing this vision to life on the screen. But anyone can listen and benefit greatly, so I encourage you to do that. But if you're listening to us for the first time live today, uh, join us in the chat room if you haven't already. The chat room is always open when we record live. Uh, it's not available, obviously, when we're not live. Uh, all of these interviews also are stored as podcasts at the iTunes store. So go to iTunes, subscribe. You'll never miss another interview again. There's over 260-some hours of broadcasting, and you're going to want to uh, – to listen to each and every one because they're professional filmmakers. You know, they're giving away the forum. They are sharing secrets and tips and advice and suggestions, just as Peter's doing today, um, how to, what to do, what not to do, uh, so that you can advance your careers, be more successful, get your projects completed, you know, pre-pro, production, post-production, and getting it to market and to a target audience. So that's our goal. Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you. That's why I'm connecting you up with professional filmmakers who are making it happen, like Mr. Peter Marshall. And I'll tell you more about him in uh, just a second, actually. Peter has had a 35-year, over 35-year career in the motion picture business. He has done uh, so much behind the scenes. Uh, behind the camera, including grip, dolly grip, uh, uh, first AD, and, and a director. He's worked on uh, numerous feature films in both capacities, directed scores of hours of television and uh, and, do- and documentary and feature film as well, won numerous awards, and he's coming to you right this moment live on Rex Sykes Movie Beat. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good morning, Rex. I'm very fine. Thank you. Very well. Good. Good. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, what's doing good? Well, uh, the weather's good in Vancouver. That's always a plus sign. Um, like a, it's uh, been sunny the last few days, a little overcast now, but we have great temperatures. And I think it's about, I don't know, 8 or 9 degrees Celsius, whatever that translates into Fahrenheit, I don't know anymore. Uh, but uh, not too bad. Not like the East Coast, anyways. <laughs> Very good. So we have been talking for now coming up on 16 parts about what the director does in terms of breaking down scripts and 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 scenes and and uh, character development analysis and and we're talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, where should we pick up? Uh, you've got questions that you want to ask in terms of character analysis that uh, the director can use to. Uh, to uh, one to to clarify for his or herself, but also in in working with the actor um, to to assist in the development of the performance. 
Yeah, and I, I think it all goes back to, you know, just to re recap, it all goes back to breaking the script down, and that's what this all, and I, you know, all the script work that a director has to do, and it's, you know, you just don't stand on a set and have all these great shots, and it, it affects all your blocking, uh, how you talk with the actors and everything, and it all starts with your homework, uh, uh, taking the script apart uh, page by page, scene by scene, and just really analyzing, and I think that's what we've really been focused on the last few few weeks, and and all through the script analysis. And now, as you get into the characters, uh, you're going to be doing that as well, because it's about you know what are the character objectives. We talked about that last time, and uh, so you get in. <clears throat> there's lots of areas to get into, and you, you have to start taking characters apart. Like you have to find out. You know everything about the character because that's going to help you out um, when everything to do with line changes, how to deal with actors on set, and, and the actors and the director have to be completely on board as far as where their characters are going. Uh, just like we need to know what the what the, the scene objective is and what the character objective is. So this is all part of that package. So a lot of the things that we think about um, are. Things like okay, so well, who is the main character? I mean, that's that's obvious. Most films, it's obvious who the main character is, right? Um, so you want to basically take each character and sort of go through this. But this is an overall, you know, you take what the main character, and you you know you're going to write down well, what's their their main objective or their super objective or their you know what what are their main needs. And actors do this as well. I mean, you do this, Rex, if you're doing a show. You would break your script down and into beats, and, and you would also go from what your character is. And I think that as you know, as, a, as an actor, uh, actors just need to do their own. They need to know where they've been, what they're doing, uh, where they're going, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, where a director, you have to sort of do them all. And uh, maybe not as go in depth as an actor does, because that's your tool. That's what you're working. But you need to know where everything is, um, the objectives, the conflict, all of that kind of thing. Because it's like this is how you are dealing. Because characters are what make the movie. You have the plot, that's the story. But who tells the story ultimately is are the characters through the dialogue and emotions and beats. So this character analysis is, um, you know, you can read about it in books and writers will tell you about it and, you know, other directing books. And it, there's different versions of it. But the main thing is you just breaking, you just, again, it's the term breaking things down to to understand each character in good detail. So, you know, and we do start with, like, the objectives. Uh, that's the most important thing. What, what are the objectives? What What is this character trying to achieve in the in the story but also scene to scene and as we talked about before uh you know about conflict you know the drama is conflict you want to you know characters need to be opposing and this creates lively scenes and and from a writer's point of view as well so there's a lot of elements uh, you know in characters um so after you break those down it's like well what kind of um um where where are the emotional levels? Uh, again, we talked. I think we talked earlier about the, you know, directing actors for for a lot a lot of directors is a minefield, if you will, and a lot of directors right. uh, don't really um, they have a problem dealing with actors, and uh, and that and that stems not from the actors as much as from a director that may not be able to. Um, be very concise what they want. Um, maybe they're a little intimidated by actors. Uh, they may, they're more comfortable being technically with the crew, the camera, all the whiz-bang technology, and their direction to actors is very simple. Like, okay, just do it again, Rex. <laughs> right. I imagine right. you've been on sets where that's happened as well, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what's your uh, in that in that side of sort of from a maybe we can just. Take a side here and just say, well, from you know, good directing to bad directing on set. What what have your experience? Um, we may have we discussed some of this before, or or, uh, or maybe not. But um, you know, as an actor, uh, I always feel that my job is to be me as the character. The character becomes me. I, I become the character. Um, I can't emphasize the homework enough because the better prepared. 
I am as an actor, the better prepared an actor is, um, the more you can be in character when the camera's rolling, which is which is when you want to be in character. And um, so in order to not split concentration, you know, all this preparation, all this pre-production work is necessary both for the actor and, and for the director. Now, what I'm hoping for is that a director does the same amount of homework or more, frankly, as you said, he's got to do all the characters and everything else. But if I have a question about the character or about my performance or if I'm uh, not sure something is working or I'm uncomfortable with something, I want to be able to go to this person. I want to be able to trust this person. I want to know that, that they've thought this out already and or um, if they haven't thought it out already because my question is new and it's something that hasn't occurred to them, then that at least we can come together on some kind of decision about how it should be done, whether that means the director says, okay, go do it your way, and then, then later we'll do it my way, or uh, I like that, or no, I, how about this? And they give me precise and specific things. And then when it's done, when the scene is done, I get some feedback. I know you have to move on. You can't sit there and coddle actors and everything else, but I want to know, as a, as a fragile ego, did I do the job that you want me to do? Don't just move on because I I mean if you do just move on I assume that I have but I don't know how what I am doing in that process if that makes any sense I I don't was I close was I far away is it on the mark you know should I continue as I'm going on you know or are there adjustments that need to be made and and if if just some brief lip service you know some encouragement or or for that matter discouragement meaning no you got to change what you're doing um, is forthcoming, then it really, really helps uh, feel comfortable on the set and feel comfortable in this person's hands. Because other, because I've been on too many sets working where they just go, okay, great, and I don't feel it's right, you know. And I, I didn't like the scene, I didn't like the take. It's like, can I do it again? And they might go, mm, yeah, okay, or, or mm, no, you don't. And it, it, I want somebody who's 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 not a dictator, but somebody who's very strong in how things are moving and how things are going. Uh, I want to be able to trust them. And I hope that I've been clear uh, in in making that clear. Uh, It's collaborative. I always think it's collaborative. I have to do my homework. I know in TV I've got to bring it in and all that good stuff. But um, it's still a collaboration, and and I want to be part of that team and know that, that we're moving forward in the right way. Well, absolutely, and I, and I think I just made a few notes when you were you were talking there, and and really this whole process, it doesn't start on the set. I mean, that's where things right. are going to happen. It starts in the script read through. It starts in your rehearsal with your actors, and that is the what we call a secret sauce. It's it's this re- magic rehearsal time that actors just crave for with directors and uh, really can't get enough of. And uh, I think directors really have to be aware of that. Um, Theater is one thing where you rehearse maybe for three or four weeks if it's a short show and then you're up or a couple months. It just depends on the length of the show. Uh, and then when, an, when in theater, when an actor's on the stage, the audience then is, is the guide. They're going to say, right. they're going to give you that feeling of, well, that joke didn't work. I guess we're moving on. <laughs> you know, they right. didn't laugh or the other group. And it changes kind of every performance, right? And, and the dynamics are always a little different in theater every every performance because the audience is different. And the actors are uh, whatever happened on the day. In film, the only audience really the actor has is the director. Um, yes. So when you're rolling and then there's a cut, you look to the director because that's the audience. That's the one person that you need to, like, you look at and you go, well, how was it? You know. And if you don't get a response, you're you're kind of left hanging, aren't you? And the actors will always look for a response from the director. And if they don't get it from the director, they're going to get it from someone else. Uh, they're going right. to look over at the first AD uh, or the focus puller or the costume set set costume uh, uh, person, whatever it is, uh, focus puller. They're going to go and they're going to go. Yeah, you, you get thumbs up. I, I remember many times being a first AD on sets and the director says, "Okay, that's great. Let's move on." And you know, all of a sudden, everyone's moving and the actors just sort of standing there and you just sort of walk by them, give them a pat on the back or thumbs up. And boy, you know, next thing you know, like they're coming up to you. How was I? How was I? And you're not even you're not even the director and because they need that confirmation. If if you're doing your job correctly as an actor, you know, when when you cut, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about all the other stuff. You're just in the moment. And when you're in the moment, you don't quite you don't know what's going on. So it's very difficult 
to direct yourself, you know, RE being director-proof, which is a whole other conversation. Uh, right. But what you have to do that to survive. So it really is the input uh, for the actors is crucial. And, you know, it goes back to the script read-through stage. As a matter of fact, you, if you take working with actors, I always say you have four to five times of working with an actor before you even step on a set. The first one's the audition, right? Where you don't know who you're picking yet, but you get to see the actor and you make adjustments and in, in, in et cetera. And then there's the callback where you put a couple actors together and you start seeing chemistry and you're blending chemistry and you're still you're seeing the actor. And then when you, the actor is picked or chosen for the role, and then you're into your script read-through, and the script read-through is, is, is incredibly important. That's where everybody sits around the table and, and you know, they go over the script, and that's where you, you talk about the theme, scene objectives, character objectives, what's the intent of the scene, and everybody kind of talks about it around the table, and then everybody's getting on the same page. And that's where a lot of this problems can be solved uh, is that, you know, then standing on a side, well, I don't think my character would do this, and then you're standing there with 100 people looking at you. Those are the kind of things that should get solved in the script read-through process. And and then you get on your feet, which is the fourth one for rehearsal, and walk and, get, and work some scenes out, work some blocking out, you know, work around. And then, you know, if, if you've gone through all that whole process and then you realize that, you know, now you're working with the actor on the set and... It could be the fourth or fifth time, depending on how many steps you've done. And a lot of that work should have already been done. Now, that's the A plan. And as we all know, Rex, that doesn't always happen. Uh, you know, I'm directing TV series, and I'll walk in, and, and a lot of times now, the, I don't even see the people during the casting. It's like the, you, some casting director has put the actors through on tape, and then you look at the tape, and then you look at the callbacks, and next thing you know, you're walking on the set and go, hi, I'm Peter, I'm your director for the day. Well, we're going to be seven days together. I mean, I've literally done that. And I know I don't meet them until I arrive on set, and that's hard for everybody. Um, and that's the nature of the beast of television. Um, sometimes in TV, you you know your actors come in a, a day or so ahead of time because of the episodic nature of television. And you know you maybe get to the bar the night before. I've done that where you know a guest star will come in or whatever, and we'll go to the bar or go for dinner and just start talking about just what the scene's about and what's going on for the the film we're going to be doing for seven days. Anything you can do as a director to get a jump on working with the actors. Television, your read-through is usually, because uh, you, you have all your leads in the series, so they're shooting while you're prepping. So a lot of times your only opportunity to hear them is at lunchtime on the last day of, of, of shooting of the, the, the show just before you, and what they're doing is you sit around in some place and they're eating lunch and talking at the they're reading the script at the same time. It's not the greatest, but at least everybody has an opportunity to kind of read the lines. Uh, features is a whole other ball game. You know, if you're doing larger features and you have the time, uh, you know that last week where actors come in for hair, makeup, and wardrobe and all of that. It's also script. It's also the read through. It's also rehearsal time. And the bigger the project, uh, the more time you have for that. But even just going for a coffee with your actor and talking about about the script, um, arranging the time to go even into your house in a basement, anything, and just do a read-through is so critically important. I do a lot of coaching now, uh, online coaching or and through Skype, and I have filmmakers who I'll be talking to. And that's the thing. It's like they're doing their films or their short films or whatever, and, and we talk about this process is so crucial. Uh, to be, you know, every hour, I don't know if, you know, every hour you spend in prep talking to the actors is could be hours on set you save. I mean, it's just all relative, but it's just, it's so critical. You know, the, the there's a definition, in, you know, of success is the crossroads where luck and preparedness meet. And I think what people often forget is that the, it's the preparation and, you know, I like to think of acting performance. I mean, we were talking a moment ago about performing. We perform for, I mean, you know, we, we're we we're trained seals. We're, we're, we're organ grinder monkeys. You know, I mean, we, we perform for others. Hey, you said others. that and nobody else said that. I want everybody to make sure you're an actor and you said that. I said that. No, but I mean, we do. I mean, we don't go and perform in our closet for ourselves. We're out in the desert and alone. 
It's always for in service of other people so that they can enjoy it. And so we want to know whether they're enjoying it or not. I think of acting and the whole thing coming together kind of like, you know, baking a cake where you know, I think we've used this metaphor before in, in the thing. But you, you take all these ingredients uh, beforehand and you lay them out and then you put them in in a specific order and you cook it for a certain amount of time. You don't, you don't uh, you know, cook uh, water and flour for a while and then pull it out and put the eggs in you know you do it in a particular sequence and for you know and then and then wow you got this great cake hopefully you know you got this this thing and nobody sees all the preparation all they see is the final result mm-hmm. and that's what happens in the movie business you know or on stage they get to they get to taste the performance they get to taste the the show the movie the film the the the, the theater play um but after all of this prep work has been done and I can't stress uh, enough, as I know you do, how necessary it is for everybody to be on the same page with prep work, that the director has to do uh, their homework and the actor needs to do their... Now, I said before I want to trust the director, and you, you mentioned director proof, and there are those times when you know somebody will think or I will think, you know, I got the, I'm, I got the perfect way to do this and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. But at the same time, I've been in director trailers or they've been in mine or something like that where they come in and go, here's how I want it done. You know, and they want to give you a line reading, and they want to tell you, you know, that this is the way it's going to be, and that too is not cool. You know, uh, you, you know, I mean, and so it's it's finding, or where where when I was a young actor, they'd say, all right, all right, all right, do it my way, and then we'll do it your way, and right. and then sometimes they wouldn't shoot it my way because it was the end of the day. Oh, oh, sorry, we're out of time. We didn't get to do it, or they did shoot it my way, and then they just used their choice anyway, and then there were those occasions when we did it both ways. And they chose mine. I mean, you know, so, you know, you never, you know. But the but the director, relating with the director, is, is, and the director, uh, one of the recent movies I did, the director, what sold me on this was that the director, when he met with me and told me about my character, he told me about everybody's character. And he told me about the, the history of the town. And he told me how all these things intersected. And, I mean, he was sharing this story. And I went, this is somebody who knows this inside and out. Now, on the set, he also had very specific ways he thought it should be done, which then we did have sometimes where we would butt heads. But um, but uh, I was so impressed with his knowledge of the characters and, and their backstories and and how that led to their, their motivations and the decisions that they were making in the present time. And uh, I can't stress uh, that enough that uh, I think... I don't know any actor who wants a director who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like when you know I do a lot of teaching as well, and you can you can see how the 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 young filmmakers and the students approach uh, working with actors, especially for the first time. Sort of uh, definitely a little bit scared and not quite sure, or they're 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 they sort of do the same thing. Well, this is how we want I want to do it. And I'm always saying that you know you allow the actor to do like the blocking first, and and this is a struggle that these actors, these directors have. It's like well, you know in your head how you want it blocked, and you know it, but the whole concept is to allow the actors to say, and this is all part of rehearsal, is to allow them to do the blocking first because they may bring something right. different than than you have seen, and I and I and because this is, is we're in an art form, and and we're, when we deal with creativity, there's no rules in that sense, so. It's like it's all individual to the people and to the individual person, to the individual actor, to the individual director, uh, because you can sit and, and talk for three hours about director stories just as much as I can talk about actor stories and positive and negative, and because it's the oh, yes, yeah. right? because you're dealing with individuals. And it really is that uh, we all serve the story, and I think when we get through the ego part of it, we have to realize where we all are in the scheme of it. It's all about the story. And, you know, I've said this a million times. It's sort of my, you know, the mantra of story performance and everything else. And your story is key. And then it's all about the characters, the actors who play the characters now to tell that story. And all the whiz-bang shots and steady cams and crane shots and 3D and all that is, is in visual effects, whatever it is, all supports those two items. And uh, so from an actor's point of view and a director's point of view, really when it, when it comes down to, like you said, on the set, it's, it's like the homework that happens before. You can really tell 
you know, actors and sorry, directors and actors who've done their homework. I I know uh, there are certain actors that will read only their their dialogue uh, and memorize their dialogue. They don't even read the whole script. Now I know that may sound unbelievable, um, but it's just they're just reading their dialogue and that's what they're going to do. And each scene, if they don't read the scene. You know, or they're not even focused on it. They don't read revisions. They're just focusing on their scene, and they don't understand the whole concept. And how do you fit into that world? Um, is uh, you know, because it's all about teamwork. That, and I and I think when you talked about the director that sat down with you and he talked about the story, that's all stuff you want. That's all fabulous things to do. That's all fabulous work a director needs to do. But he needs to do that before you stand on the set. Absolutely. That because otherwise, what happens is that one of the main problems for directors is they they tend to over intellectualize too much. We and you know they they sort of have these long winded explanations, and then you know after five minutes you look at them and go, what was the first thing you said again? And right. because we're so interested, I mean it's like the directors are so passionate about what they have and all the subtext and the meanings and the psychology behind everything, but. You know, when you're when you're on the set, like okay, that's what for you to know. And when you're starting to work with actors, you you can't have five minute explanations. It's like one word, one verb, one sentence, whatever it is. Yes, no, move on because of the time factor. But but also because you don't want to clutter everybody's brain. Well, I, I think what's what's very important what you're saying also is the fact that I mean people need to learn how to communicate and they have to understand how other people process stuff. If you're on the set, there's all sorts of pressures. There's the pressures the director is under and the time constraints and everything else. Then there's the actors, you know, pressured to perform. And if the director calls someone over and gives them five or ten minutes worth of direction, the ability to remember that is almost gone because of all the stress that you're under to begin with. And you're sitting there going, okay, okay, right, right, and trying to imagine how you're going to incorporate all this stuff. And the longer it goes on, the 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 much more difficult it is to retain or to make any sense yeah. out of it. So you're absolutely correct. You know, um, well, and the set is the pressure cooker. I mean, yeah. the actor realizes like they're looking around. They got like thirty, forty, fifty people looking at them, and the sun's going right. down, or whatever the thing is, and the pressure's on, right? And it's like you just want, just okay for take two. What do you want me to do, or did I do you know well, and not these long-winded explanations? And and it's just something that you know directors have to. I mean, everybody's individual, so these are just guidelines and overviews, right? I mean, there's no one way to do this, but you know, in my experience of of being a director for and also watching lots of other directors work and understanding actors, is like less is more, and if you just remember yeah. that, less is more for everybody. Um, and uh, we're talking, you know, when we talk about communication, and you know, that key area. Uh, you know, it all boils down to really, and you use the word already, trust. And I mm-hmm. think that's the one thing that I believe, um, you know, actors want from a director ultimately. Yes, they want direction, they want this, they want support. Of course, they want all of that. But if you wrap it all up in a ball and then name the ball or whatever it is, it's trust. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't trust a director, Rex, you know, then as an actor, you're going to listen carefully, but maybe do your own thing, or you're going to be hesitant. Um, you're going, to, you know, this whole word we talk about being director-proof. I mean, they actually teach that in acting classes and acting school, which I think is a must. It's a hard thing, and I hope everybody understands what we mean by director-proof. Is that you, you know, if you're not trusting the director, you're going to have to sort of direct yourself a bit, and it's really difficult for actors to direct themselves. Because you're not in the moment then, and you're trying to think, well, how was I? Am I saying the right thing, or am I doing this? And this becomes, I use the word minefield, and it really is. And it's a very difficult thing to do. So this trust factor is incredibly important for everyone. There's, um, we're going to have to take a break in a moment too. But the, it could be we're at that halfway point. It's amazing. Um, there's a few other things as well in that. Um, I think that unless you know you're you're psychotically defective, most actors want to be of assistance on a set mm-hmm. and uh, I mean there are some whose status is such that you know or their reputations are such that you know maybe maybe you know people are afraid of them but i th- i think if 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 all could be 
if you could if, if you could make a generalization, and of course there are counterexamples. Um, most people want to be helpful. Most people want to fit in. Most people want to do what's right. Now, the more experienced an actor is, and the less experienced a director is, creates some problems because the the actor. I mean, I've done this. You know, sits and watches the director and goes, "Okay, um, this is going to take forever, and it could be simpler." <laughs> and it, you know, and it could be shorter. And don't reinvent the wheel. And and the actor may give some suggestions, which may be warranted but not wanted, and or they may be accepted not acted on. They may be uh, uh, discouraged from giving. Uh, you know, like okay, okay, whatever. You know, we're not going to do that. You know, or the actor. The act. This could be anybody. It doesn't need to be actor. The actor could be humiliated in front of other people by the director who goes, "Nope, that's not how we do things here." Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes back and forth, and I know I've shut down in the middle of a production where I just go, "Well, fine, go screw yourself." Then I mean, you know, I just uh, I don't I don't need this. I don't want that. And if somebody were to come along and go, "Hey, Rex, think about this," <laughs> I know he's he, you know you and he aren't getting along, but think about it. You know, you're the one who's going to show up on the screen. This it's a story. You know, it's the movie. It's the film. You know, get back in there and, and be a team player, even if even if the coach is a creep. You know, and uh, and that's hard to do if you don't have somebody in your corner reminding you this is okay. You know, uh, you know to get back in there. So I think a lot of a lot of young meaning early directors uh, really need to understand psychology of who they're dealing with. They really need to understand if they've got somebody who's a name or just somebody who's got more experience. Um, they need to treat them with respect and, and how they do that. And and uh, I don't think they have to, defer, you know, they shouldn't have to be deferring to them in a, you know, in a massive way. But I mean, there's there's just a, a decorum. There's a, there's a, a protocol. There's certain things that, that will make you um, get along better, you know, and and work smoother. Well, but it, it really, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's an intimidation factor on both sides of the coin, too, sure. right? And I think that you know, whoever's the insecurest the most is the one that's going to let go, you know. And it's a battle of wills. <laughs> right. We've talked about this is a a business of large, big personalities, right? And, right. and you get on sets where you have um, directors and actors. Uh, that are very strong-willed, and uh, there's no giving. I mean, I've literally uh, been on sets as a first AD where I've had to clear the set and have the actor, and, and I'm in the only one in the room to make sure there's no blood spilt between the actor and the director so they can just, like, you know, verbally duke it out. I mean, I just yeah. I cleared the set and tell everybody, get out, let's go. There's no point in standing here. they got to work this out. And you just sort of stand in a corner and watch this thing happen, and it's... You know, it's and it's just about somebody not maybe not letting go or or you know this is I'm 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 the wolf peeing in my tree here. This is my territory. One of those kind of things. But I think if it, I know you have to take a break in a second. But the last thing I'll say before you do that is is to solve this problem, or is, now we're going to solve it initially. But it's the work you do ahead of time. It's the script. Right. As a director, if you know the character, know what the scene objective is, know the characters. And are willing to say not if and the key word a lot of it boils down to dialogue. You know what I'm I think a lot of the problems issue on how the actor says a line. Well if you uh, know the story and you know the scene intent and you know the characters, what happens is if if they change the dialogue but it still is okay for the scene and the story right. doesn't change, then why not? Right? And I think that that's something to, to look at. And a lot of this happens again you know, in the script read-through process and the rehearsal, how important that is to solve problems on the set. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a short break here, and just enough to remind you that you're listening to Rex Sykes' Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Peter Marshall. His website is actioncutprint.com. It's actioncutprint.com. He's got great offerings there. He's got an e-zine and a blog and, and the website, and he's got... Um, informational courses that you're going to want to take a look at. So please visit actioncutprint.com. If this is if you don't know about Peter, uh, this is time that you you get that introduction. You're listening to him now. And uh, also, uh, we ask you to share these interviews, these discussions, to post them on your wall on Facebook, to use your favorite social means, to tweet about them, to leave comments uh, at the player uh, during the show and after the show. Um, because all of that helps increase our visibility and helps us reach other filmmakers and, and people who will benefit by the information being provided by my guests. So please do share. 
uh, and you can share anywhere and everywhere. And please do leave comments, and you can rate and review the podcast at the iTunes store. Um, that's what you do in exchange for getting all this information free. All right? So help me out. Don't leave today without leaving a comment. That would be a fantastic thing for you to do. All right, one final note. Uh, this is the last show for February. I may do a remote show, but it's unlikely. If I do, it'll, it'll you know I'll just promote it on Twitter or Facebook. But otherwise, we come back in March. And uh, we're on hiatus. I'm back in Los Angeles during this time. And so uh, on March 1st, we come back. I believe our guest is Willie Garson. He plays Mozzie on White Collar on the USA Network. Uh, he's an actor. He'll be joining us. Jeffrey Winner was Oscar in the uh, cult classic Massacre at Central High. I had a little something to do with that movie as well. Uh, he'll join us on the 6th. Um, Brad Bell, who is Cheeks in Husbands the Series. We've had Jeff Greenstein, the director. And uh, Jane S. Benson, the writer, producer, both producing, writing, along with Cheeks. Um, um, Husband, the series, will be coming up on the 8th. And then actor Patrick Breen will join us on the 13th. Many more guests. Peter will be returning. I'll let you know all about that uh, as we get closer to March. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And uh, do share. And uh, we're back with Mr. Peter Marshall. Hey, Rex. Amen. So, I mean, uh, you know, just thinking about what you're talking, you know, I, again, I just want to keep going on this word trust. And I, and I think that mm-hmm. that, you know, is so is such an important factor. And the more I think about it and the more I watch, you know, and I, like I said, I'm teaching at the Vancouver Film School right now. And when you're watching the students and, and how they deal with actors, uh, especially the first time. And then, of course, you're dealing also with uh, with young actors themselves from, like, there's, there's an acting campus also at Vancouver Film School. So you've got sort of young directors working with young actors, and they're all trying to feel each other out. It's kind of interesting to watch the process. and it, But it is about uh, understanding the character, understanding the language. And I think that that's something that the uh, the director needs to, to know as well. Um, directors come from a variety of areas. You know, a director could come from theater, a director could be a, an AD or a DP before or whatever. And, uh, you know, you know the language of the camera, you know, the lenses and, and the, you can talk visual effects and stunts and all of that kind of stuff. Well, you also need to know the actor's language. And I think by knowing that, you know, knowing how to talk to actors or with actors, uh, not just about them, um, it formulates... A, a good relationship, very much like the director and the director of photography relationship, is you know you you're not going to tell the you know tell the DP you know where to put the flag and the light, right? That's like doing a line reading to an actor. Right. You have to you have to. There's a trust factor there. You you know the DP and your yourself have gone through the color schemes, the lighting. You've done your your location scouts. You've worked through the look of the picture, the filters, all of that. That's the research you've done breaking your script down. That's the research you've done for the cinematography uh, or the production design or the costume design, whatever it is. It's the same thing with the actors. They are part of the crew. They are part of that the film crew in, in a sense so that we're all here to service the story and that we all um, want to participate and that we all have ideas. Um, you know, and, and that one of the things that I find is Dangerous. Now, I might be getting into hot water here, but that's usually what I do anyways, is that from a director's point of view, you have certain ideas how you want things to look and, and how you want actors to say and how you want the wardrobe to be, et cetera, et cetera. But you also have to allow, at least in my opinion, you have to allow the other creative people on your teams, and I'm talking wardrobe and cinematography and props and actors and everybody, to voice their opinion, to say, hey, how about here? here's a different kind of um blanket for the scene that, that or a couch that you know, how about this and or the cinematographer would would make other suggestions about how to shoot a scene etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's the same thing and then all of a sudden when you but directors are willing to do that but all of a sudden they get to the actors and there's this like hard-nosed you know this is how it's supposed to be well that doesn't make any sense and that that you allow, and then you you allow that collaboration to happen and that creative energy, and it's really about trust, trusting yourself as well. I mean, trust is a big word um, because a lot of times, you know, even it doesn't matter how many years you've been directing or acting, there's still that step onto the set, and there's that little butterfly, you know, or a lot of butterflies because now you're doing this again, 
And uh, so that this process of discovery, this allowing other people to sort of feed you as a director, to give you information, and then you still do it your way or take these pieces, you're going to have a better movie. If you get overwhelmed too much and then you do what everybody says, then you have no movie because it's all wishy-washy. There has to be one voice. And that's what I'm saying. It's a bit of a conundrum, if you will, that it's it's very individual. It's what's the strength of your character as a person? What's your strength as an actor or as a DP or as a director? You know, what's your experience? But and and you did you you sort of alluded to that a little earlier. We've talked about the human behavior. Understand that people need want to and need to voice a creative opinion about something. But as a director, you can say, I like that idea, let's do it. Or you know what, I I'm, thank you for your suggestion, but I think I'm going to stay here, and these are the reasons why. If you know, So that's my sort of mantra for the day, my rampage for the day, Rex. It's, <laughs> well, no, I like that. I mean, where trust is formed is through respect. And, you know, if you respect each other and treat each other with respect – um, I, and I have a motto. I mean, and and I, I've taught this in workshops forever. And that is, you, you got to go first. And that means if you want someone to respect you, you respect mm-hmm. them first. If you want someone right. to listen to you, you listen to them first. If you want somebody to like you, you like them first. Mm-hmm. Not in the stalker sense, but you know. And um, and and so what happens? And I don't think what people realize is you, you know we use these metaphors like pressure cooker and. You know, we're in a, you know, we're in the fire. We're you know, we're on a movie. Mm-hmm. That, it's like a romance. It's like you know, because what happens is, is suddenly everybody. It's like going to summer camp. It's everybody's thrown together in an artificial situation for an artificial amount of time, and relationships are developing in pre-production and on. And and some re- relationships develop, you know, uh, when they first get to the set during production and. And and but those relationships develop like any relationships would anywhere, except this is this circumstance where people are hopefully in most cases are hired to do these things. Sometimes these are you know projects of labors of love, and people are all working for free, or there's varying degrees of of, of people being paid or not paid. But but the point being is all relationships tend to develop along similar lines. You either like someone or you don't. And the mm-hmm. reasons for that are. They either listened to you, or they respected you, or they didn't, or they insulted you in some fashion, albeit you know, albeit intentionally or otherwise. And and if you damage a relationship, how do you repair it? Mm-hmm. And all and they've got to all happen in that pressure cooker environment. You know what I mean? I mean, in other words, what you said about clearing the set so these people could kind of duke it out. Um, but I think people really need to understand that you know you're 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 working just like you go into a job. You know. Uh, but you're working in a highly stressful, competitive industry at this point, right. and 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 how do you relate? And how do you get along? And how do you how do you validate? And and how do you get your own validation if you need to? And if you're too needy, you know, and people see that, that's gonna, you know. So it, it's this balance, and it it's, it, it requires a um, dedication on everyone's part to uh, make the movie happen. And, and I, I like what you say. If, if people just keep coming back to, you know, we're all here in service of the story, then, you know, for that higher principle, then, then these decisions are being made. Right. And, and you know, it's not about the cinematography, the lighting. It's not about the sound. It's not about the acting. It's not about what, the steady cam shot. It's about all of it. And right. it's like... Well, that's a stupid statement, but it, it's, it's, it, we all serve as a story and not an individual. And yet, that's the problem is there's individuals doing the story. So it's like, right. it, it's a great, fun entertainment. There's no world, there's no life like it, I guess, Rex. It's just so crazy and, it is, it's and cool. rewarding and and, uh, and debilitating and everything all at the same time. And, and But because I think we're in a heightened environment. I mean... Um, that you know, and every and depending on the individuals involved, like I said, this is a, a business of big personalities. And if you're doing a, a little student film, or you're doing a little no budget, low budget movie with your mother's credit card, or whatever, or you're all of a sudden standing on a you know a big Hollywood you know feature, it, you're still all doing the same thing. 
you know, film still goes through the camera, even though it's not film anymore, but that's the analogy, right? You're still recording an image to put in the editing room to put on the screen. So it, that process is the same. But the concept, the people, the politics, if you will, I guess we come right back to that first thing I always talk about is the, is the politics and understanding human behavior uh, because it's like you, you've got more stress, there's more at stake uh, relatively to you know larger productions, uh, more people are involved. There's more people watching. There's more people sitting over the director watching. Um, so it is hard, and and you don't just get parachuted into those things. You you it's like anything. You mentor. Uh, you 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 do your short films. You work on other films and as a grip and watch other people work. Uh, get the experience and absorb the energy off of a set. This is where you're really watching what happens, and you begin to see the good things and the not-so-good things that happen, and you get to say, if I'm going to be a DP, then I'm not going to do that, or if I'm going to be a director, I like the way he did that. And you take all these little parts of uh, the good things that, that you've seen other people do, but how do you learn that? You have to be on the sets. You have to watch and absorb all this. It's really an absorption thing. And then be comfortable in yourself, and this... This insecurity thing, as I've said this many times before, it's you know 95% of any problem that we all have on a set is really based on an insecurity. You know, like we're going to act up because we're insecure for whatever. The other 5% are mentally unstable. There's nothing you can do about it. Very much like you right. said, right? It's like right. they're just whacked out and okay, here's nothing you can say. Because um, our industry tends to attract all kinds of people. And it's a very vibrant industry. It's a very, it's a, uh, you know, this collective, you know, energy of people working together on a set uh, in a creative environment. The energy is totally amazing. It can also be blood-sucking vampires suck it all out of you as well. But then so can going to an office every day, um, you know, with a bad boss. Uh, you know, someone once said, well, at least in a movie, it's like in three months it's over. You know, like if you're in a work environment, um uh, you know, you may have to quit your job and you're in there for 20 years or something. That, that is a slightly different idea. But one of the problems, I think, in the film industry, too, is that we get away with so much. You know, like what happens on sets, and this is really not the place to talk about it, but it's like people will get fired in, in sort of office oh, work. Sure. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, like yeah. just the things that go on. and But it's accepted. And right, wrong, or indifferent, that's part of the process. It's also, I guess... I don't know if I'll get into trouble. Part part of the charm of the business, the, the attraction of the business. But you know what? All it's those a bunch story... of truck drivers. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch exactly. of cowboys. You know, yeah. it's a bunch of cowboys. I mean, it's, well, it it's, is. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I think that all. But but also, if you look around it, it's like all you have to do is you take you take fifty people on a crew. Everybody, you know, like, and let's say you do another movie with the same 50 people, including actors and everything. All you do is you change one person, like a DP or an actor or an AD or a director, like two or three of those top people, and then the energy could be totally different. Oh, absolutely. And all it is absolutely. is one person is changed, and it's usually one of those, you know, director, DP, AD, because those are the three people that are really the timekeepers and running the set, right. and the actors. And uh, And you change that, but... Really, to come back around how we started this with you know being on the set and that whole respect and trust is yes, as human beings, we all deserve respect, and we all uh need to the respect of others but I've always said too is that well, well, you have to respect maybe the rank, the position of it like as a director as an actor, but you don't have to send a Christmas card to the person <laughs> right. you well, know, i go ahead I'm sorry no, no, that's a no, I, I like that. No, that's, that's very true. I always I think of it also this way. If um, if I said, Peter, I want uh, a basketball, you know, for my birthday. If you're in the position to be able to afford a basketball and inclined to give me one, and 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 you know, have the opportunity uh, because you like me or you figure I need a basketball, then then. You you could do that, you know what I mean? I mean it's 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 within your power. If it's within your power to do it, then you then you can accommodate that. 
what I think people need to understand, especially people in power, if they have underlings, meaning the actors, the crew, you know, who are you know the, the below the line and all this kind of stuff, um, that have needs, then if you if you have if if I'm an insecure actor and and you know that what I need is some encouragement, then if it's within your power to give me some encouragement, then go ahead and do it because that's going to help the actor do their job or it's going to help the PA do their job. It's going to, you know, and sometimes it's just a small word or a kind word or a gesture or a look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that allows somebody to feel good about their situation. And if it's going to speed things up and move it all in the service of the movie, then if if, if you're in you know, same same is true with the director. Direct, I mean, with the actor, the actor can turn around and say to the director, you know, I, I think you're doing a great job. I mean, this, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, or to anybody. Um, so I, I think if you, you, you know, there are going to be people who are that five percent who are going to be, you know, vacuous bottom feeders who suck the energy out of everybody. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, then then they need to be cut loose as soon as possible if if they can be. You know, and you know, and those who will just constantly, like a, a vampire, keep sucking. But the, but there, there's, there's other people where if you if you're in the position to to if you know that they need something, I mean, emotional support in some way mm-hmm. in order to do their job better, then then that's what you, then that's what you can give them, if you if you if if that's what you have to give. Um, I do want to say one thing about actors. A lot of actors don't get that they are there in service of something larger than themselves. A lot of actors think, oh, man, this is my big break. I have to shine. I have to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Um, I, I, I won't mention the TV show. I was on a TV show at a small, fairly small part, and I and, and uh, essentially it's a restaurant you know, that I'm in or a bar, and um, and I thought it would be really funny if I look at the check and I'm just blown away that, the, that it costs so much, and so I try and pass the check off to one of the other customers and stuff. So I'm doing my thing, and, and the, they don't really notice it. There, there's other things that are going on, and it doesn't get, you know, nobody goes, hey, knock that off, will you? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just kept doing it each take, you know, thinking, oh, this is my moment. Well, they cut it out, because it, it, and, I, and I was disappointed when I saw the show, but then I realized that didn't, that that really wasn't part of the entire story or the atmosphere or have anything it didn't it didn't leave the the lead actors in a good light if i'm sitting there going oh my god it's restaurants overpriced um it was just my little bit of business that right. i thought was so important <clears throat> to put in there and uh and and i'm glad that actually glad that they cut it out mm-hmm. uh a little distract, distracting from the story, right? It was. I mean, it was, and it didn't. It, it it didn't lend itself to anything that was going on. But I was a you know a teenager in my early twenties, thinking this would be cool, and uh, and I guess I could be in my fifties thinking it's really cool. It's mm-hmm. not a matter of age. But the but the but the point I'm making is is that it really is team. And if you've got one line or or five lines or twenty pages, or you're you know a major star. You're you're all there together to make this thing happen. You, you know this. Well, just as you were talking, I, I've worked with Kevin Spacey twice, and the first time we worked with him was in a TV series, and we were shooting at the Vancouver Aquarium, uh-huh. and this is when we still had all the whales and the killer whales there, and we were uh-huh. down below, and there's an office underneath the water with the, and you could see right where the killer whales, and so we had the scene in there. The director wanted the scene where Kevin was standing against the window. Talking to the people, you know, we were cutting back and forth, but it was, but the whales were coming around, and I, I know how to to get killer whales come to to uh, to uh, some amazing the things you learn in the business. The the trainer <laughs> took a comb and just took the comb on the window, and it vibrated, and the killer whales would come up to the window oh, behind yeah. Kevin. But Kevin had to stand there and wait till the killer whales came around in a certain position to say his lines because we wanted him on camera. And after two or three takes, he would look at the director and go, this isn't about me, is it? This is about the whale. <laughs> and everybody burst out laughing, and he knew it. It wasn't about him. It was about his dialogue, but the whale had to come in the background. And it was very funny from someone like Kevin who just said, this is all about the whale, isn't it? And it's like that's a good terminology to use. I've told that story a few times because we are there to service the story, but it's also a visual medium. And actors need to, you know, understand that as well. And the good actors do that. And the thing is, we talk about the horror stories, we talk about it, but the majority, way more than the majority, 90%, now whatever a number is, all the people, including directors and ADs and everybody, you're going to have a great time. You just have to understand there's everybody has a certain amount of stress right. on a film. 
and everyone's walking in with a certain amount of experience. And the more stress you have in a position, right, because you take certain positions like a DP, director, AD, actor, for example, uh, they come with a whole bunch of stress. So your experience can lessen the stress, right? The more experienced you are in a certain extent can lessen the stress because you know how to handle it. You've been in these kind of positions before. The more, the less experienced you are in any of these areas or in any area for that matter, you're going to have more stress because you're still kind of learning. You're kind of you're not quite sure of all the ropes. You're not quite sure of the politics. So, the human psychology, the understanding that, like you said, people need affirmation. They need that encouragement. Even just walking by and just patting someone on the back or giving them thumbs up, whether it's a crew member, a, a props guy that's brand new, or whatever it is, that is part of the team. And people need that because you have to understand where everybody's coming from. And this is an overview. You know, it's not just about actors; it's about everybody. So. Absolutely. And Peter, you know what? You know, I'm going to let you close with that comment because it's almost time for the show to end, and I know you have to be somewhere. Thank you. So I, I don't want to keep you late. Um, I've really enjoyed this, and we should tell that the listeners that again, this is part 16. There's many more parts to come. And we've been talking about working with actors, director actor relationship. We've been talking about uh, you know uh, character analysis and the breakdown. But we've got other things coming up. A lot of things coming up. And uh, um, the, the types. There's four types of actors: the casting process for the director, um, guidelines in casting and some tips of that. And go back. I mean, Peter gave some excellent, wonderful tips about how to shoot scenes and actors, you know, and, and if there's difficulty, you know, what you can do and and how you can edit together and things like that. So you want to go back and listen to the shows as well. But, Peter, this has been a really uh, a wonderful conversation with you. I'm glad that we uh, um, are in the process of, of continuing this uh, it's so much valuable information, and I really do appreciate it's it. It's always fun to talk to you, Rex. It makes my day. <laughs> Mine too. It sets man. my it day up. It. It's my eight. You know, I'm eight o'clock Pacific time, eight to nine. It gets my day going. Gets the blood going. I've talked to Rex. I'm okay for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I feel likewise. That's so cool. Uh, no, but thank you very much. Peter will be back with us. Uh, we're talking about March and. Uh, and do listen to these series and remember actioncutprint.com actioncutprint.com now i want to say one thing before you go gaffer girls made a comment on the uh the uh, player uh, underneath the player in the comment window that said that they found the director's chair the easy facebook page so hey one they left a comment so please before anyone leaves leave comments but two go check out that facebook page you know it's it's the the easy and it's, it's again it's it's Peter's uh, uh, insights and valuable information, and uh, you describe it. It's your, it's your easy. Yeah, it's the director's chair easing. That's on uh, on. Thank you very much, Gaffer Girls. Uh, yeah. That's the director's chair easing. If you're on Facebook, uh, just the director's chair. It's called the director's chair easing, and uh, it's just my Facebook page on that, and uh, it leads you. I do a lot of stuff on there, and. Uh, all my blog posts and uh, a lot of people commenting and uh, it's been great it's a great place to come and visit and uh, and share and share things too this is the whole point of all of this is where you're doing this rex this is why i'm doing this all about sharing so thank you gaffer girls oh you bet thank you and and thanks everyone for listening and peter i'll let you go but they can follow you on twitter at bc filmmaker yes bc filmmaker yep Uh, B, b as in boy c as in cat filmmaker and uh, and uh, and check out actioncutprint.com. All right, until the next time, Peter, uh, have a fabulous time, and we'll be talking soon. Thank you, Rex. You take care. Thank, thank you. Again, my fascinating guest is Mr. Peter Marshall. I appreciate that, uh, uh, him being here so much. I appreciate the series. Now, he also has the first AD series. That's a five- or six-part series at, uh, at Rex Sykes Movie Beat. It's in the archives. You can go look if you're interested in being a first AD. Uh, there's lots of information there that you're going to want to hear, just as there's lots of information here uh, in past interviews, and, and know that there's many more to come in future interviews. There's a lot that uh, that we have yet to discuss. Also, if you have questions, you can always email them to me in advance. You can ask them in the chat room. Sometimes when the things scroll, it's hard to be paying attention and talking and making sure that I get all the questions. But if you want to ask questions of my guests, you can always email them in advance through the website where it says 
questions. It'll tell you where to go, and it will direct you as to how to do that. All right, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Rex Sykes Movie BT. The last word is abbreviated, Rex Sykes Movie BT, for beat. Uh, there's a Rex Sykes Movie Beat YouTube channel, and I've got uh, a bunch more uh, short five-minute celebrity interviews to put up. Uh, so you want to check that. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat on YouTube and Rex Sykes Movie Beat friends page on Facebook. Please share that. Please uh, uh, spread that around. Let's get lots more people there. And the reason for that is because you can post your projects there. We can post cast and crew up information there, uh, relevant articles for filmmakers there, and all of these interview links in you know and will be updated. So if you go to Facebook, Rex Sykes Movie Beat, and you like it, the friends, uh, that's one way to stay up to, up to date and also in touch. And I hope that you will do that. Um, we've got lots more great interviews coming up in March. I'm in Los Angeles for the next few weeks on business. And uh, whether or not I do a remote interview is yet to be determined because of my schedule. But if I can, I certainly will. And um, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for sharing the website. Thank you, everyone, for leaving comments and for tweeting about these both before during and after the show. You helping me promote my guests is gold to me, and I thank you so much. So stay tuned. Keep sharing. We'll be together soon. Have a fabulous day. Have a fabulous weekend as it arrives. A great couple of weeks. And make your movies. Complete your projects. Until we meet the next time, that is a wrap. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>